At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. And now the count by the official. Will Charlotte make it to her feet this time after a massive power bomb from Becky Lynch to the table? Now a count of four. Counting on rage and adrenaline at this point. Can Charlotte stand? Her spine smashed through the table. Count of six. Charlotte trying to make it back to her feet. Count of seven now. Can she make it back? Official to count of eight. Charlotte back to her knees. It's over. Hello and welcome to the WWE Evolution Post Show. I am John Pollock alongside Wei Ting from the brand new refurbished Post Office West. Refurnished. Refurnished, and, and refurbished, refurbished yeah. redone, recycled, reused. Yeah. Welcome. If you are not a double-double ice cap or espresso <laughs> member that can see this room... Waiting interior design is just the latest talent he has added. This is really impressive. I mean, I don't know if interior design, uh, I don't know if I did much beyond uh, install a a table and a few mics, but I mean, this, I think what's more impressive and the reason you should join the double double or above tier is to see John Pollock's very impressive collection of wrestling books. Not just wrestling books. There's, I I see some, a few non wrestling books that made it up there. My book on uh, the gatekeepers about past uh, vice presidents of the United States and, uh, well, uh, you're very well read, I, I guess, not just in wrestling. Um, Sarah Palin, I see you have that book. Too. I got that for Christmas one year. Um, I never read it, though. Um, yeah. But, but I mean, I have to say your wrestling book collection is quite hefty. And you know what? It looks really nice on the shelf like this. Yes. Um, actually, that's Braden's poster that he still yes. hasn't picked up. So that's, all-in that all-in one uh, is we took that from him on the way home, and I still yeah. haven't given it to him. So I guess we own it now. How are you? I'm doing well. Yeah. John, you and I, uh, I watched this at your house. Awesome. But I didn't see your face at all once. <laughs> Way, Way came over to watch this, and we watched this separately, you which I, I think it worked. I kind of prefer it. I mean, I love being in your company. I'm sure you like being in my company, too. But for mm. show nights, I like What was us. the last pay-per-view we watched together? Was it Hell in a Cell? I think it was Hell in a Cell. I didn't enjoy that because yeah. we sat there. And we, we sat in silence because yeah. I didn't want to talk t- with you about the show. Exactly. Because if yeah. I had a funny line or something, I, I save all this. I bank all this I don't stuff. even like to. I, I, I think I should start muting you on Twitter during show nights because I don't want to know any of your opinions. I don't want to know any of your I don't blame you. Before we actually start doing the show. And I enjoyed it. I sat down here in the post office. John was upstairs in his kitchen yeah. kitchen dining room table. We had pizza. and We both ate separately <laughs> on our own. It was really sad. But when I he think- came up, he's like... What do you think about the show? I'm like, you're, you're ruining <laughs> all of our efforts here. try the small talk. What was I doing? Um, so safe to say, um, and first of all, thanks to everyone for tuning in. Uh, these live shows, we've been doing a few of them now, and yeah, so far so good. 40-something of you in here right now. That's awesome. Right after, uh, 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 what is it, Evolution. Yes. Evolution. That's talk about Crown Jewels next week. Yeah. Right. I'm not going to be mixing yeah. up those, those shows yeah. at the end of the year. I think I will know which one was which. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in terms of Evolution... I think safe to say one of the best 
WWE shows of the year. Uh, for some people, probably going to be one of their one of the best shows of the year. Yeah, I mean, I honestly have been been staying largely away from the uh, Twitter um, reaction to it, but that was my reaction coming out of it. And I'm thinking of, of, about this in comparison, obviously, to a lot of like main roster shows. This was a better experience for me, top to bottom, absolutely, for than a lot of those shows. Before we start, because I think for these shows, I knew going in, everyone wanted to see this show do well. And I feel that the audience, that's why I wasn't worried about the audience. Long Island, historically, is a terrible city. Mm-hmm. Like, that is not a, just people making that up. I mean, that is the rep of Long Island. But I felt tonight, I didn't feel that was going to be an issue. Because mm-hmm. this show was going to have its own feel. I think in the last few days, they really pushed, maybe over-pushed, the historical significance of this and you could see how much it meant to the performers, which I took as very legitimate. And I think that the audience wanted to make this a great show and the audience was awesome tonight. Completely. Um, It certainly had, I would say the same feel as, you know, a great takeover show. I would even say like an all in, you know, a show of just an audience that felt like they were there to, I I mean, it's hard for me to say that they were there just to support. Cause like I think they were really enjoying themselves and even if the show was like if the show was bad i don't think you would have heard a reaction like you heard this was a good reaction this was a crowd that was there to to be very vocal about the great show that they were watching Mm -hmm. so yeah i'm i'm definitely curious to hear your thoughts i have no idea i know you like the show but we will uh we will break all of that down uh so let's just go into it first of all the aesthetics of this show the WWE, this was a, not originally on their calendar as a pay-per-view. It was, I believe it was last weekend in Boston, was going to be the October, the mid-October pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. They made the call. Evolution was going to be the pay-per-view. So TV is in Charlotte tomorrow night. Usually you have the pay-per-view and Raw kind of piggyback off each other in similar locations. You didn't. And I am i don't know the answer to this, but I'm curious if a lot of their, because this was not produced and didn't look like a typical WWE pay-per-view. It was it was a full arena. Mm-hmm. They had over 10,000 people, but it was all dark. Uh, you didn't have the television barricades. You had traditional guardrails right. that were set up. So I don't know how much of that had to do with TV being in Charlotte tomorrow, but what, what did you think of the look? I didn't like the lighting. I, I mean, I can't buy the excuse of, uh, I guess this being in a not Nassau and, and then TV being in Charlotte. I guess that could partially play into it, but um, and I don't know if that's the reason. That's the yeah. only guess I have because this looked much closer to like a, house show. a big house show. Yep, yes. absolutely. Um, I definitely noticed the darker crowd, and I don't know if that was due to um, like from what I hear, like it was. Clo- Did it sell? It out? was. It was. It was sold out. You know, it was uh, for people tracking it, like Brandon Howard, who had stated there were like two to three hundred tickets left. So it was full. Okay, Um, but you wouldn't have known that. Certainly sounded full. It sounded full, but I wanted to see that crowd. I want to see ten thousand people. They don't really get ten thousand people for Raws. Yeah. Um. So it was. I I think that was a negative. It was a darker uh, crowd. Um. Uh. I guess that they didn't really have the lighting for the crowd, which really kind of was a shame because they sounded so hot. And I would say like it it looked more like you know like you would see a a a two hundred five live show you know when they would darken the crowd when the audience would leave um the the ramp certainly wasn't really anything special it it, it felt like you know just a, a big uh 
house show or I guess not even as big as a takeover. Yeah, I, I, I didn't I didn't care about the barricades or the ramp or I any of that. Either. But the, the lighting to me, I, I did want to see that crowd mm-hmm. because they did sound great. But if I have to pick one one or the other, seeing the crowd or hearing the crowd, I'd rather hear it. Yes, they and they lasted. This yep. was not a crowd that tired midway through and didn't mm-hmm. have any energy for the end. They were there from start to finish. Mm-hmm. This show also. Yes, we had a kickoff. The kickoff was what it was. They did we, a red carpet type of thing. Yeah, they interviewed a lot of the women. No matches on the on the kickoff portion. However, they did tape a dark match with Rhea Ripley and Dakota Kai. Mm-hmm. And oh, there's going to be so many people that were probably Spoilers, so upset. Oh. The WWE was sending out all these photos of Rhea Ripley with her championship. Oh, well, come on. Uh, I don't think anyone is going to be that upset. But uh, anyway, so that was... Uh, taped as a dark match for the crowd and did you get to see much of the kickoff i mean there I wasn't was, a whole lot i was to listening it. to it i was just uh, setting all this stuff up actually. you had renee young with Paige and beth phoenix and then throughout the night they had charlie caruso on the red carpet interviewing sasha alexa i i did find it convenient that they the first red carpet interview they worked in the abu dhabi match that sasha banks and alexa bliss had they mm-hmm. were the two being interviewed yeah. and it was brought up and I don't think that was a coincidence. I but, mean, I feel like that's always been part of their story. It's like one of their greatest achievements uh, of this woman's evolution. Yeah, revolution. it has. But it was also like the comment from Sasha that's like, that is what we do at WWE. This is what right. we're doing for women worldwide. It Big definitely game. felt like a, the most subtle commentary. I of, mean, kind of going back to like uh, what came out this week with Rhonda's comments with, to TMZ. Yes. So using that, that similar um, type of thinking, do you think it's a company directive that they, they're telling them to bring this that particular event up that, you know, that we're going to, to places like this in order to facilitate change? I mean, I don't know how much like you can definitely see like certain talking points that are, are being brought up. I, I listened to that Rhonda interview and it felt like someone that was trying to be genuine, but just. What they were painting this picture as is not was not accurate of what it was that, you know, she talks about the fact her sister is a journalist and you got the sense like this was a human being trying to defend this and that what her comparisons were of like we're trying to open up this part of the world and the company that we are going to be the agents of change. And it's like that's that's not what is happening here. That is not even what the company is stating they are doing. Mm. You know, you have Stephanie McMahon saying this is a business deal. You have the company saying that we are contractually obligated and this could affect our fourth quarter if we don't go. Like they're but, the but, company is not even arguing like we are these change agents. And but, I think it's just it's disingenuous to paint it as something more um noble than it is. Though somebody like Rhonda saying it, I, I believe that she believes that that's what's happening. I do too. I don't think she was trying to be um misleading or just to deflect. I think Rhonda is somebody that is not necessarily going to um, sugarcoat things, but I also felt the message she was sending was inaccurate to what is happening on Friday. Like this is not a this is not a charitable effort that the company is doing to try and bring no. change to Saudi Arabia. They are trying to bring change to their fourth quarter earnings expectations. Mm. Uh, that's for Friday. Yes, we'll get into lots of it. Uh, other stuff, they just had some people on the panel, including Michael Cole. Uh, Carmella did a bit with R-Truth that kind of fell flat when you're trying to do the R-Truth comedy without 
being in the ring. I think that really adds to it. Mm-hmm. And Eve Torres, who was also there. Lots of uh, people that were uh, here at this event that were uh, showing and, and some not showing in front mm-hmm. of the crowd. And I don't know if you caught this, but they also did one of those press junkets with Brie Bella going to interview two of the stars from the new movie, Nobody's Fool. I did not catch this. Okay. Tell me about it, please. Um, Forgive me, I'm, I don't know the names of the actor and actress that she was interviewing, but she starts interviewing them and asks them their pick between Brie, uh, between Nikki Bella and Rhonda tonight. And they say, oh, Rhonda, Rhonda's going to knock her out. And Brie gets up and storms off and says, well, it looks like you two are everybody's fool. Because that's the, the, show, the movie's called Nobody's Fool. Oh, Okay. Yeah, I'm sure it was really great at the time. Quite the promotion for this movie. And then we go into the actual event. And it started with a rare production flub. As you hear Michael Cole in the distant uh in the distance trying to do his introduction, and then you hear I guess his his uh director comes on explaining to him your microphone isn't working. <laughs> It might be an indication that they're working with a very different crew than your typical pay-per-view. It very well could crew. be. Like, this was not initially... Um, like, their production team was not going to be here. Hmm. Uh, however, this pay-per-view was not planned last week either. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I don't know what was going on. It was like the only flub of the show, to mm-hmm. be fair. Yes. And then they had Nita Strauss in the ring for a live performance to kick off the show. Something different. With Lizzie Hale. Yes. Yes. Uh, somebody who has also performed at a recent takeover. And then the first match, which, mind you, they were uh, simulcasting on Twitter. And I wonder if that um, caused them to opt to go with this match to start as opposed to... I thought they'd start with the uh, the six-woman tag. I thought Mm. that would be a good opener. But they went with Trish Stratus and Lita against Mickey James and Alicia Fox. I mean, I don't think it's a bad choice. You know, I I, I do wonder, like, in terms of uh, how many people uh, paying or subscribing to the network what the draws are for them. I, I can see certainly Becky and Charlotte being a, a big hook, and I can see Nikki and Rhonda being a big hook. Lita and Trish, I think to an extent, are hooks, but I feel like they're also good enough freebies that you can give away to entice people to uh, stay on. What this you, is what why looking up? This is why we go to Pollock's polls. Oh. From my Twitter today, what is the biggest drawing element for tonight's WWE Evolution event? We got 1,117 votes, Way. 9% names from the past. 15% Rousey versus Nikki. 32% Becky Charlotte. 44% the concept of the show. Okay. So, so people just want to watch it regardless. I think I think overall that was it. The first WWE all-women's pay-per-view was probably the big hook for people. Mm-hmm. But I thought that Rousey and Nikki would have been second. Yes. Um, that would be my, my assumption. Lillian Garcia was brought back and she introduced everyone in the match. And... The crowd, you could tell, immediately hot, and they went nuts for Trish's entrance, and I can't say this was a mistake going with this in the opener. Mm. Hot crowd, and you established that right out of the gate. I was curious if there would be any disappointed fans that maybe did not know about Alexa Bliss being out of this match. It was only announced on Friday and online, so... It didn't seem to be any deterrent to this audience enjoying this match because Alexa was 
physically there. Yeah. I, I I think that was one of the interesting questions going into the show to is to see what type of crowd exactly is the, the ones that are going to pay for a ticket to see Evolution. Would they be the ones that that watch the WWE Network typically? Would they be familiar with the Mayon Classic? Would they be familiar with NXT? Uh, or are they strictly here because they watch Raw and SmackDown? And I think we got a good gauge that this seemed like a relatively more dedicated hardcore fan base who is kind of more aware of all that stuff than most. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was everyone. I think no. that you you certainly saw um, the Mayon Classic. I thought was the most telling. Yes, yes, yes. So anyway, the match begins. Alexa comes out and she makes fun of Lita and Trish's age, telling them to turn up their hearing aids as she welcomes Mickey and Alicia Fox. And the three of them were dressed as characters from Alice in Wonderland. And this began began our night of uh, thematic outfits for some of the women. I didn't completely notice. So this was the first? Okay. These three, yes, were, uh, were dressed up. Okay. Match begins, and Trish tells Alicia to tag in Mickey. And when these two came in, this audience was so excited mm-hmm. to see Trish and Mickey James. Uh, they just are doing the most basic forearm strikes, and the audience is unhinged. Stratus hit a top rope Hurricane Rana for a two count. The heels go to leave, but then get stopped on the floor. Lita attempted a moonsault, but got yanked off by Alexa Bliss from behind the referee's back. They got the advantage on Lita for a period, and then Stratus is tagged in. She countered a DDT, hit Stratus faction onto Mickey, and is going for the cover. One, two, two and three quarters. Mm-hmm. Finally, Alicia Fox made the save. She yeah. was definitely off cue. I would say the only negative of this match was yeah. this save that got screwed up. Mm-hmm. Lita then followed with a twist of fate to take out Alicia. And then she climbed to the top. My heart was in my throat. Uh, hit a moonsault onto Fox and James. That was my big question this whole match. How would Lita's moonsault look? Because last we saw her do it at the Rumble, it was not a pretty sight. Yes. And this time she had two targets. So It looked good. Yeah, it, it was fine. Good. She didn't kill herself. Yeah. So positive for Lita. And then Stratus just dropped Mickey with the chick kick and won 11 minutes, three seconds. Really hot opener outside of that one save miss. Um, I thought this was a good place to put the opener. This was yeah. not as anticipated a match as I think it was no. when they announced Trish versus Alexa. So mm. I had no problem with them putting it on early. Big star in the opening match and kind of started the show off with something big i suppose when you think about the alternatives i certainly wouldn't have put either the nxt or the mayon classic match on first i mean you you know you could do the battle royal you could do the six woman tag um but i this was i think a good of a choice as any you know uh i was really happy for trish and Lita to get that reaction that they got from this really hot crowd um i think technically all we're really looking for is to see that they could uh, carry on some semblance of what they used to look like. And I thought both did, you know, both looked like they always did. It's hard to kind of compare that level to what we see today in some of the better matches that we saw in this card. But they, I thought, kind of lived up to their reputations and they looked like their old selves. The big screw up was, I mean, from Alicia, unfortunately, you know, so it, it goes, I'm just saying, um, Lady and Trish look good enough here. Absolutely given the fact that you had the Alexa involvement uh, left unfulfilled here, you didn't pay that off. Yeah. Could you imagine them c- continuing and do it? I think people I do want to see the Trish Alexa match. I think so too. I, I absolutely do think, think so too. I mean, she's clearly in shape. You know, she, I think there's, I, I, I would say the only question 
with her is is maybe just some of the promos and some of the buildup, which I consider this being Trish. Trish, yeah, yeah. which I thought was so, somewhat lacking. But you know, you you bring along Lita, who I thought actually was the stronger of the two on the microphone. Uh, and if you do it, like get your creative kind of up, up to par, I definitely think you could build up to that match. Yeah. Charlie was in the back and interviewed the Bella Twins. And or sorry, it was Kayla Braxton who interviewed the Bella Twins because uh, Kayla got scolded here. She brought up the twins insulting Rhonda's mother. And Bree said, you're a journalist. You're supposed to put words into context. And Rhonda started it by bringing up our personal relationships to insult us. And Nikki said, tonight I'm dedicating my match to Rhonda's mother, who never was named. No. She doesn't have a name. No. Dr. Anne Maria DeMars. Yeah, I mean... I, 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 they mentioned her so much that I'm almost positive she is going to become a non-screen character. Wait, I thought she was going to be in the front in? row and I thought she was going to throw Brie <laughs> during this match. I thought it would, yeah. it was so tailor-made this I match. Know. Well, I mean, seeing how this went, uh, I could definitely see her coming in for something else. If this program between the Bellas and, and Rhonda continues. Um, but yeah, Rhonda's mother. That's also, that's really what she'll be identified yeah. as. Yeah. yeah. Next was the 20-woman battle royal. Uh, No surprises in this. Uh, They removed Alicia Fox when she was inserted into the tag match. So we had Naomi, Michelle McCool, Alundra Blaze in a old Alundra Blaze outfit. Did she have a wig on? I don't think she had a wig. Was that her real hair or or is that a wig? Uh, I I don't want to confirm or deny, (laughs) but I thought... Okay, well, she looked definitely looked like, uh, or she was trying to look like '90s Alundra Blitz. This was her was first match cool. in 18 years. That's amazing. Um, That's Carmella, amazing. Zelina Vega, Kelly Kelly, Tamina, Ember Moon, Lana, Maria Kanellis, who had uh, Mike Kanellis and their baby with earmuffs on. Adorable. Oh my gosh, Mandy Rose, Molly Holly, Dana Brooke, Nia Jax, Ivory, Oscar, Tori Wilson. And then Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. The notable part was that all the women got entrances. Oh, they yeah. didn't rush them in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we always talk about that WrestleMania Battle Royal in yeah. Houston, where it was the same concept of bringing a lot of women from the past. They were going to do a Battle Royal, and they all came down to Kid Rock songs. And afterwards, uh, Trish Stratus was asked to be in that Battle Royal, and she turned it down, stating it didn't sound like it was going to be special. Tori did say yes and afterwards regretted it because it was such a like Sonny was in that match. And if you watch it, you can't even tell. No, and yeah. this one, like at the very least, every woman got an entrance. Mm-hmm, certainly. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it felt like it was especially important on this show to give every woman who was announced as being on the show kind of their time in the spotlight. And for most of them, the entrance really is, I think, the biggest part. And as much time as they dedicated to everyone's entrance they still went out of their way to give Peyton Royce and Billy Kay Mm mic time. And I think that speaks volumes, literally and figuratively, to what they think of those two. That they needed mic time on top of this This, when they dedicated a lot of time to the intros. This was why I was so disappointed in their particular appearance at at Super Showdown. Like, in front of their hometown crowd, yes, they did get mic time, but they didn't get mic time to do their heel act. They came out as baby faces. That wasn't the case here. This was their high spot. It was them coming out and insulting this crowd. They insulted Long Island getting to host such an important event. They made fun of how people from Long Island sound, which was very funny. And they're going to send their childhood heroes back into obscurity and called them all losers. And 
all of them ganged up on the Iconics and instantly eliminated the two. Mm-hmm. Perfect spot. For no, these two. no reason for them to last any longer. In no, the match. not at all. Uh, they also showed Jimmy Uso in the crowd. Uh, beyond, besides Mike Canales, uh, the Miz was there with Maurice. So there, those were some of the. Uh, and later we'd see Finn Balor as well holding a Bailey sign. Mm-hmm. So we had this situation, this visual of the current women circling around the women from the past, which Maria defaulted to. That's kind of nice. Don't I guess. You think? I guess so. Kind of, kind of paints her as the uh, the veteran. Yeah. Instead she, of, she was around during this previous era. I think that's you know recognizing. Everyone starts fighting, and early on, it's Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose that get a lot of the shine. They knock Molly Holly out. Then they eliminated Kelly Kelly. Then Rose eliminated Tori Wilson with a running knee. Uh, Tori Wilson was in there just long enough to remind me that less is probably the best i honestly don't remember a whole lot of her her stuff in in the match and maybe that was um all that she did not have the kind of uh uh moments she had in the royal rumble where right it was not pretty i mean i i have to think that 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 was fresh in everybody's mind you know that that type of match to you know make sure that on a night like tonight nobody embarrasses themselves naya then tossed lunder blaze there was a bit of disappointment there as she was kind of the the, the legend of the match, I, I would say. I guess so, but this was like one of the most lackadaisical eliminations yeah, of all time. Very like, nothing. She was just like, like, like she was carried out basically and gently placed on the apron. And Lundra Blaze was just like, she didn't even fight it. She's like, yeah, I've had enough of this. I mean, she is. God, what man? She is. She's fifty four. Wow. So I mean, okay. but in great, great shape. Looks great for fifty four. Um. So Naya tosses out a Lundra Blaze, who who is uh not identified as Medusa, but as a Lundra Blaze. Well, that's her WWE Hall of Fame character, isn't it? That's Medusa's right. Not that's a right. Hall Medusa of Fame hasn't gone to the Hall of Fame no. yet. Uh, Jax then just headbutted Maria Canellis, who worked in a Bronco Buster. Which did not look good. No, like, it didn't. I, was that even one of her signature moves? I'm having a hard time remembering, and like it almost felt so really out of place. Like That's a very 90s move, and it wasn't even executed very well. It didn't really get that much of a reaction. Well, at least it wasn't called the... Um, the version that they had, um, oh, it was uh, the girl in the filthy animals in WCW. Remember where it was called a uh, face full of stuff. <laughs> yes. Jackson Tamina had this stare down, and they teased they were going to go at it, and then they just roared together and attacked all the other women. Did you take that as a Roman Reigns uh, tribute? I did. Yes. Yeah, me too. Um, it was quite nice. I also was noticing that Lana. The first time they did the stare down, Lana walks up into the middle. Yeah. Clearly not remembering that she, it was because she did this. I, she did it a second time. I wonder, though, because, I mean, to me, it, it, whether or not it was a mistake, I felt like it, it worked because it was almost like, all right, they didn't listen to me the first time. I'm going to come back a second time. It was like more of a recurring thing. Maybe. So she did it again. And Tamina just tossed her out. Then they did an eight person vertical suplex spot. Everyone's down with the exception of Carmella who calls for the dance break and Ivory joins her and what? <laughs> Ivory was trying to Listen, dance. I can't do any better. I'm no dancer <laughs> myself, but I will say like in terms of dance breaks from the past, I kind of figure Kelly Kelly more fitting of that role. Don't you? Yeah. The, uh, maybe we could have ECW had an ex- extreme expose that, reunion. That's right. Um, so Mandy tries to eliminate Ivory, but Carmela gets tossed out first. Then moon lifts up Dana Brooke and went to, Dump her to the floor, and it looked like her face hit the edge of the apron on the way down. Did not look pleasant. Moon then super kicked Michelle McCool off the apron. Naomi ran at Jax and was sent over the top. She was out. 
And then Ember Moon and Carmella tried this tilt-a-whirl spot, which just got mangled. And mm. the polite Michael Cole just said, very unique. Very unique. <laughs> Rather unique. <laughs> Moon then knocked Carmella out with a forearm strike. Ivory hit a top rope crossbody. I thought Ivory looked great in this match. Yeah. She, she did a lot. Go. A lot more than I thought. How old is she? Okay, probably around the same age. I want to say mid-50s. Mid, uh, 56. 56. Wow. Uh, already. So Ivory is placed onto the edge of the apron and was eliminated by an Asuka hip attack. So our final four or at least that's what we thought, were Asuka, Ember Moon, Tamina, and Nia Jax. Moon and Asuka had this great sequence. It ended with a super kick in the ropes, and Asuka got tossed out. No win for Asuka. Moon then hit Tamina with the Eclipse, dumped her out, so we're down to the best buds, Moon and Jax, and everyone is going nuts for Ember Moon. This was her Mm -hmm. biggest reaction she's had on the main roster. I have to agree. Yeah. Then as... Ember's trying to eliminate Jax. Zelina Vega pops up. She's never been eliminated. She tries to knock knock Jax over, but fails. Jax military presses her out. And then Jax and Moon fight with Jax dumping out Ember Moon at 16.25. I thought this match was so much better than I anticipated it being. I completely, I'm with you. Yeah, it totally exceeded my expectations. I mean, going into it, I didn't expect anything more from this than what we got with the, the WrestleMania Battle Royal uh, just a, an excuse to cram everybody on the show. But in execution, I found it way more entertaining than the, that WrestleMania Battle Royal. I thought it was better than the Rumble uh, with with the women this year. So I I was really impressed at, at how they were able to make Tamina an actually believable threat. I liked the little twist on that little rivalry they were building between her and Nia. Instead of the two of them going at each other, they ended up teaming uh, up together, and I thought it made for a nice moment. There were a lot of cool little spots they worked into it. I won't go... This was not the all-in Battle Royal. Like, the, I, I won't go that far. The all-in Battle Royal was yeah. really great. But yes, this, it was. Yes, it was. In terms of a match of where my expectation level was and over-exceeding it... Was this better than the clusterfuck from Spring Break? Uh, you know what? That clusterfuck was really, really long. So That was not supposed to be good. I don't think the clusterfuck. It was It was. I'll take experience. this over the clusterfuck. I, I, this I was a nice, too. tidy 16 and a half minutes. Yeah. Didn't, didn't drag... Um, they made Ember look tremendous here. I know, I know. To the point where I was almost really disappointed that she didn't win because I think her winning here would have like. Been I really wanted that nice. match. I wanted that with Ronda, yeah. um, and I thought Ember really needed it more than Nia. Mm-hmm. But I guess they're gonna go with Nia and Ronda again. But I also think it's a great way to test to feel feel the waters with an Ember Moon, uh, you know, potential big babyface role. Would I, she say? Would you say she was? The most popular in this match? Mm, as a babyface, yes. I mean, it, you, how could you help it? She was the, the, the undersized person against the two giants at the end, you know? There wasn't really a whole lot of disappointment when Asuka was eliminated either. I nope. think many people have just the, written her off, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, very very good battle royal, I will say. Yeah, some sloppity, sloppiness in there, but not enough to, like, you know, really, really uh, dampen the match at all. Considering um, some of the people in this match, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Tori, yep. Kelly Kelly... It could have been way worse. Yep. Um, really, outside of that tilt-a-whirl, I didn't think anything glaring. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought they came up with a lot of creative stuff. Like, I would say, like, this match and and even, like, Trish and Lita, I was probably the most concerned for in terms of, like, match quality. Seeing how those two matches came, uh, turned out, I was, like, eyeing the rest of the show as, like, you know, pretty smooth sailing, in my opinion. All right. At the end of the show, I, everyone's going to have their best match. And okay. I'll ask you that, but I want your worst match as well. I, I will try, but that's, you know, like even the worst match on the show, I thought was very entertaining. Uh, Charlie interviewed Nia in the ring and she said, whoever wins the Raw women's title, 
won't have that title for very long. And the audience was into it. They reacted well to that line of Nia going after whoever is champion. They showed some of the uh, May Young Classic uh, competitors, Tegan Knox, Rhea Ripley, Tainara Conchi, and Mako Satomura uh, showing ringside. How Here- many, how, like, is Mako signed? I don't believe so. She's no. the only one who's of the group, right? Yeah, I don't think she is signed, uh, but the rest. Do you yeah, think that, that, that there's a chance that they will sign her? I thought she was the best in the tournament. She was great. Uh, I would love to see her come in. Um, the question is, it's just a numbers thing of like, where where do you put her? Right. Um, and I think she would, I think she'd struggle. Yeah. yeah with Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but in ring, like she looks amazing. Anyway. Yeah, but uh, anyway. Tony Storm, Io Shirai, finals of the Mae Young Classic. Match began. Uh, how did you feel the audience reacted to these two? Like, so yeah, there were I definitely mean, pockets that you know this was hardly the crowd sitting on their hands. You know, we wondered if I think this would how hardcore is this crowd? You know, like they they're obviously familiar with the Trish and Lita's. Um, they're familiar with with what they see on the main roster, but do they know Shayna Baszler and and you know do they know Tony Storm? Have they been following uh, this May Young Classic? I, I feel like. I'm going to estimate maybe like a reaction of maybe like 60%, 60 to it maybe even 65% of this audience seemed really into it at the beginning of this match. They were cheering for both women. They were giving like uh Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy chance. They were cheering for Tony Storm and to- cheering for Io Shirai. Uh, but by the end of it, the match just had to be good enough that um, even people who didn't really know them could get into it. All right. Of the 10,000 people at this arena... Yeah. Give me give me a number that you think looked at this on the card and thought that there was an intergender match. <laughs> well, it's T O N I. EO is hardly like a uh uh gender specific name either. I guess so. Maybe they thought there was a men's match. <laughs> it's gonna be the it was gonna be the popcorn match. It'd be yeah. a total reversal. Yeah. But you know, like even if like the, uh, there's a large section of the audience that wasn't familiar with these two, this was not a crowd that was about to throw beach balls for a match. That no they didn't way. Know, the, right? This crowd was, was very, not going to let the show fail. It was a respectful crowd. Yeah. Shirai dropped Storm off the top turnbuckle, centered to the floor, and then followed with her own golden triangle. Like from the top turnbuckle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it looked really good. Very smooth. Storm and Shirai are on the edge of the apron, and Storm hits a release German onto the edge. Now, for those that are not uh, all up to date on Io Shirai's WWE history, she was going to be part of last year's Mae Young Classic, but she was flagged because she had neck issues. So ended up going back to stardom and then got through her physical to come back this year. And tonight was the night to take a released German onto the edge of the apron. When you're, you're cleared, you're cleared, right? <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. Yeah. Daniel Bryan came back from like a three-year injury and got powerbombed on the apron. Yeah, he's like, hey, hey, Harper, tonight I want to yeah. take a fucking half Nelson onto my, my neck. I want to test it out. These are how wrestlers think. Um my my complaint about that, she recovered way too fast from that spot. I she was that. on the offensive within two minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Storm came back with a Storm Zero and hit a near fall. Storm Zero is her tiger driver. Shirai then hit a 619 and a springboard sunset flip for a two count. Shirai landed with the uh, the double knees, went for the moonsault off the top, which throughout the whole May Young Classic, Cole called the Asai moonsault. And he continued here uh, with this top rope. Did you know, great, uh, Keiji Muto. Master of the acai moonsault, yeah. it turns out. Lita I mean, hitting an acai moonsault Maybe a Japanese earlier. person doing it just makes it acai for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> it's probably like, what's the name of that that move she does? Man. And the, the guy was just like, asshole. 
Moon salt. <laughs> what did you think of Cole? And what did you think of the commentary? I had no problem really. Me neither. With, with the commentary at all. Me neither. Like I, not enough for me to notice. I think Cole's been getting a lot of flack on, on the main okay. classic. I, I think uh, on the May Young Classic, like it's been fine. He's been fine. To it's me. been fine. Yeah. I know there were a lot of people negative that Cole was calling this show. Who else was going to call this yeah. show? Like I think people Beth just, Phoenix isn't calling this show. Renee Young's not calling this show. Like, do you not understand the difference between play by play and color? Renee and Beth calling this show. This show was better because Michael Cole yes, was calling. Hundred percent. Like that's their A announcer. There is not a female play by play announcer that they have ready. Mm-hmm. There's no one else that could have done this show on that roster. Mm-hmm. Michael Cole was an essential component of something this. to target next year. Sure. But you have nobody that you're bringing up in that role. I thought he did a, a fine job. I mean, this would not have been a good show had Renee and Beth called it the two of them. And I'll be honest, like, I I, I wouldn't have wanted JR on this show. So you got Michael Cole? Yeah. yeah. So uh, Shirai goes to the top for her moonsault, lands onto the knees, and, like, this, she just fully, like, extended and landed on these knees. Storm hit a second Storm Zero, and wins the match. Ten minutes, ten seconds. I, 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 is she meant to like miss that moonsault like almost all the time? <laughs> like she either catches it with her arms or her knees. That's how it goes like, for, uh, for for Shirai. But um, I, I would say the best match on the show thus far. But I yeah. thought this was too rushed. I thought these two really could have used an extra five or six minutes. And some of the matches after and before this got more time that i just wish they had gotten like five more minutes i agree with you but was this the right crowd to do that 15 minute match in front of maybe not i I feel the last five though they would have been pretty hot for it i think that they would really i I thought they did a lot in their 10 minutes they tried to cram everything into these 10 i just wish they had a bit more time i think judging by 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 the indicator of like you know how much crowd interest there was in this match versus some of the other ones i feel like it was almost an appropriate level but i that's fair i'm speaking as someone that watched the may young classic and you're right there's a lot that didn't Mm -hmm. so i i take it more as like you know you kind of uh you're, you're giving up uh quality of match for um the stage and this was really just more of a stage to introduce io shirai and especially tony storm to kind of your wider audience Yes. Yeah. Uh, this also eliminated my uh, in my preview on the site today. I outlined my plan to have Io Shirai win this. Faces Kyrie Sane for the title coming out of tonight for Takeover in a couple of weeks. No, could have been more wrong. Oh uh, well. <laughs> I mean, I see them eventually, perhaps getting there, but I kind of see the two of them working together instead. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah. yeah. But you know, I I thought this was a good match. It you was know? a very good match. Tony Storm definitely has that incredible star presence. I think Io Shirai does as well. But star uh, Tony Storm is like immediate. You could make money off of her immediately. You and know, she's only twenty three. Yeah. Do you think this uh this means she's done with the Indies? Do you? Like, oh yeah. Yeah. Completely. I imagine it? she's gonna be on NXT UK NXT um and the main roster. Soon I have to think she should be on the main roster. Yeah. Um, she's so young though. They still have a lot of time with her. So then we had uh, Paul Levesque, Stephanie McMahon, and Sarah Motto inside the ring congratulating the women and presenting Tony Storm with the trophy and flowers. And then we went on to our first ad for Crown Jewel. Um, I understand that they've got to treat these shows uh, with the same promotion. God, did these stick out like a sore thumb on such a feel-good show. They did not shy away from it, you know, like... Uh... Despite all the criticism, uh, but they did not say Saudi Arabia. They did not say Saudi Arabia. Yeah, but they're going ahead. I think they're going ahead with the with the impression that the majority of their audience uh, 
I don't know if I want to say majority or not, but I feel like the, they feel a big portion of their, their audience is not aware of all this stuff that's going on. I'm sure that there are a lot that are not. Um, I just felt, especially on this show, like you can praise the WWE and they went overboard on it on this show, but it's like for whatever praise they get out of this show, they deserve it and then some uh, for the other side. Because you cannot just just blindly praise and then ignore Completely. what's happening. Yes. Uh, to me, it's like as good as one is, the other is is even way worse. Um, and it really stuck out. And they showed an ad later in the show uh, because they showed the uh, Cole, Beth, and Renee on on the big screen, and the logo came up, and everyone booed it. Mm. It was pretty audible. Mm. Riot Squad versus Natalia, Sasha Banks, and Bailey. Uh, the Riot Squad came dressed out as the horror characters Jigsaw, Pennywise, and Leatherface. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, Liv Morgan, also, uh, she's probably just catching up on the G1 now. She does travel a lot. Came out with a balloon, and then Ruby popped it. Um, I mean, that's also maybe uh, Okada's influence. Liv Morgan. Pe- Pennywise. No. <laughs> it could be. Um, Natalia... Uh, Natalia, Banks, and Bailey, big, big reaction coming out for the three of them. Early on, Natalia and Banks hit a heart attack onto Morgan, and Bailey hit a sliding dropkick under the bottom turnbuckle onto Logan. Then she went for one to Ruby and Morgan, but in doing so, she slid under, and Logan was in the ring and dropkicked her, hit a sliding baseball slide dropkick, sending her into the post. I thought that was great. Really great timing. Yeah, I've, I've never seen like a spot like that. Yeah, sandwiched her basically between... Uh her feet in the post. Yeah. So Bailey fought, finally tagged in Sasha, who got an enormous reaction. Uh, Banks is uh, working in the ring with Ruby. Blind tag was made to Bailey, and they did a sequence where Banks hit the backstabber into a Bailey to belly, but the pin was broken up. Uh, Banks then went for a somersault dive, and she just came up way too short. She like landed like seated onto the edge of the apron instead of clearing the apron and the riot squad just lifted her tossed her into the guardrail and banks was then set up for a top rope splash but bailey got on top of her to cover her so ruby hit a senton onto both women so trying to kind of rekindle that i mean at this point what do you even call that relationship like that was it's complicated it, it is very complicated but i mean it's not like they were teasing all that much between bailey and sasha leading up to this like for the past several months they've just been straight up friends right so i think to reintroduce how like this like bit of melodrama with like bailey all of a sudden giving up her body to put, protect sasha to me kind of felt like it came out of nowhere and i also felt like it was hard to believe in because Bailey could have just like ran in the, into the corner and taken out Ruby with just as much time and energy. Maybe Bailey was just uh, selling the effects of uh, trauma and was trying to pin Sasha and didn't realize oh, it wow. was her partner. <laughs> uh, Natalia's in double sharpshooter to Riot and Logan, and then the finishing sequence was great. It ends with Bailey hitting a top rope elbow to Liv Morgan, and then got up suicide dive to the floor. Banks then landed a frog splash in honor of Eddie Guerrero and pinned Liv Morgan. 13 minutes, 40 seconds. You mentioned the double sharpshooter, right? Yes. Oh, you did, yeah. Yes. It looked, it looked really good. Actually. I know. Yeah, she's yeah. really got that down. She applied it to Riot and Logan. Yeah. Uh, this match was great, man. This was like, like a hot like six-person tag that you'd see on a, on a house show, 
Uh, yeah. They just they like they never get this time typically. Well, they do get this time on TV, but it's never with this kind of a reaction. I feel like I've seen these women wrestle at house shows. I don't know if I've seen a match like that was. I thought I thought this effective. I, and again, I think we have to mention how hot this crowd was. Cause... Uh, dude, the crowd was literally they elevated so much on yeah. this show. You take this crowd away, this show is not as well received Completely. as it is. Completely. Long Island, A+. But you know what stood out to me in this match was was the chemistry of the Riot Squad together as a three-person team. I I thought their like quick tags in and out all worked really well. Like I like those three a lot. In the in the commentary, they kept talking about how these three are the tightest group in 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 the uh, company to the point where they all tattooed the date of their yes. debut yeah. on, onto themselves. And uh, I think like little facts like that help, uh, but I, I, I was more so impressed with them in ring. I really love the finish with like um, Natty doing that power bomb, and then ba- Bailey blind tags, hits her move, Sasha blind tags, and then hits her move all in like beautiful sequence. It was really good. Yeah, I, I think Ruby Riot is... Uh so under underrated um, in terms of, you know, being the leader of that group and I, I think helping the others progress. Yeah, I feel like they haven't really fully come into their own yet, you know, especially the other two. But I think at this point, like this was perhaps the most impressed I've been. So, so far, very, very good show. I think all the matches have had their own unique characteristics. Yeah. They felt important in their own way. And even this, which a lot of people were looking at this was almost like a throwaway involving Bailey and Sasha. But this match, mm-hmm. I thought it was as good as you could have expected and then some. I think that's what really like got me really excited for the rest of this show is because like all the fil- stuff I considered filler was good. So that means all the stuff I'm looking forward to might must be really good. Yeah, to follow that, we got into the the title matches. Starting, we should, off- we should also mention that there are a bunch of videos all throughout the evening of like uh, all the all the participants of the of the night being interviewed, talking about the significance of the women's evolution, mm-hmm. evolution, what it means, and it features a number of them like crying, getting emotional, talking about where they were versus where they are today. Um, and you know, I think that this might be one of those instances where you felt like the the stuff about. Um, uh, women's uh, empowerment uh, being a little bit too heavy-handed. Um, there was a lot of it on the show. Yeah. And listen, I don't want to come across condescending because to these these performers, I think most of them, it, it is a it's a very big deal for them just having uh, th- this this path that you do have in the WWE that you didn't at one point. At the same time, when when they go so deep into what I can now tell my children is possible in this world and stuff like that. It was, it's like in this whole thing, it's like, who, who are the ones that were stopping this from happening? Like the, there were no laws that were magically changed in order to have this. This wasn't something like uh, the uh, MMA getting into New York or something that was just this outdated bill that restricted any of this. This was the company's own directive that they, they didn't see these women having the ability to be able to carry a show or to be put into prominent positions. And you had this ridiculous obsession with putting women on t- TV with as minimal clothes as possible. Um, uh, it doesn't mean that I think the changes doesn't, don't deserve to be said. You know, I think, I think change deserves to be applauded. But at the same time, I think accountability I, I can ease it on too. the like patting ourselves on the back yes, kind of thing. I agree. But these women, like I don't, I don't uh, question the sincerity for a lot of these women, but mm-hmm. I also look at this company that is very much looking at this as a marketing strategy. Yeah. Look yes. at us in 2018 women, mm-hmm. women can wrestle. Yeah. It's like, okay, cool. That's great. You're, you're at the starting line now of where many other places are. We're no are. longer 10 years behind. 
Kyrie Sane, Shayna Baszler for the NXT women's title. Huge NXT chant at the start of this. Baszler got the advantage after throwing Sane into the steps. And my negative on the commentary during this match was that I got the sense that these three were not super familiar with Shayna Baszler. Like you got the sense when Baszler did like her trademark stomping the elbow. Right. It's like they're calling it the hand. And it was just like little things where you felt like they weren't as up on these two uh, specifically. Mm-hmm. Baszler landed this flying knee to the chest and then this spinning back fist by Kyrie saying that was slightly off and she kind of paused and then just continued. See, it was off, but I thought that worked because her arm was supposed to be injured. Yeah, it was It was the left arm. Yeah. So it would, it would at least totally make sense. I thought it totally worked and I kind of wish the announcers... I think it was more Kyrie saying had this like, she had this like deer in the headlights response to it because she just kind of stood there yeah. and like didn't keep going. Baszler stopped saying on the apron, lifted her arm up off the apron with the submission applied to the damaged arm. I thought Shayna was just Great as her bully submission expert. She's awesome. Sane caught her with a DDT, went to the top, and then Baszler just rolled to the floor. So Sane adjusted and hit a cross body to the floor. And the whole place is chanting NXT. And then Kyrie takes Shayna and tosses her into the front row where a bunch of the women from NXT are sitting, including Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir. Both tried uh, to attack Sane. And Sane is able to hit Duke with this awesome spinning back fist. Like, she just clocked Duke with this. And then she knocked Shafir off of the apron. So you think that Sane is free from the interference, but this allows Shayna to apply the Kirafuda clutch. And Sane does the uh, the roll-up on top for a two-count. Duke returns, nails Kyrie from the floor, and Baszler reapplies the Kirafuda clutch, and Sane passes out at 12 minutes and 30 seconds. Shayna wins the title. I love this match. I I fucking loved it. I mean, I first of all, I love this pairing because you have such a a pure heel and such a pure babyface colliding, and I feel like it's so. It's not that often in wrestling where I feel like you have that anymore, especially with men. Uh, but these two, I I thought like Kyrie's selling of that rear naked choke pass out was like a real thing of beauty because it was so subtle. And it felt so realistic, yet at the same time, so incredibly poetic. She didn't squirm too much. She didn't make too many crazy faces. It wasn't like, I'm acting like I'm passing out. She didn't do the Nikki Cross and smile before she fell uh, asleep. It was nothing silly like that. It was just the feeling of life passing out of her. It was so fucking good. Um, I, I thought this was just a great match. It's hard, you know... Kyrie Sane, I think, might be one of the best pure baby faces in the company right now. And I think Shayna is just such a great I don't give a fuck heel with some of the nastiest looking offense in the company. There was like that one that like the crossbody off the top. Um by Sane. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought like I think it's something we've seen typically somebody who, you know, was is about to dive into the middle of the ring but changes their mind. But I don't know. There's just something about that particular moment that felt so special. Like this to me. That felt- move freaks me out now because that's how Joey Janela destroyed his knee. Right. Just a similar or spot. any of those topes, yeah. you know, in the Mayon Classic. But yeah, this was, uh, I-, I didn't think this reached like the high, high drama of like some of the, like the match that we're about to discuss. But I thought, it I was to, so happy me, with this man. finish because I was worried that this was... I thought Sane was winning this match and Baszler was main roster bound. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad she's not going to the main roster. I am so worried about these two on the main roster. I think these two, I'm very... They're going to be unique cases. Um, I don't think you have to worry as much about Shayna. Uh, I still do. 
I still do. I think she, even with the connection to Rhonda, I think she's a personality that has to be very carefully presented because she doesn't have the traditional traits that get over. Um, it's not traditional, but I know, but like... it's a hundred percent. You don't have to sell me on her. It's yeah. so unique and it works, but she's in the wrong bully. hands, she's, I, she's Baron Corbin. But like, I think a, a Baron Corbin who could wrestle, that's who Shayna Baszler is. And that seems like somebody who Vince McMahon knows how to push or wants to push. It, it's, it's so hard to say. It could be someone that she doesn't cut a great promo. She's, she's older than Her some promos, of the promos I think are awesome. Well, it's. Listen, but I I know what you mean. I would I love to mean. know that there's there's such a wide view of talent that can get over, but Shayna's one. I I'm not upset that she's staying in NXT and she's got a group now. <laughs> yeah, I know that a great introduction for Jessamyn Duke and Marina Shafir, and I think they can just run roughshod. It uh, tells me they must be pretty confident in Mar- Marina and, and, and Jessamyn to. They've to, only been doing this a few months, yeah. and they're rushing them to TV now to NXT, and that tells me they want Shayna down there for a while because I yeah. don't see them abandoning Duke and Shafir without Shayna. Yeah, the way I see it is, I see the three of them going up against Kyrie, probably bringing two of her friends, and I could see Tony Storm and Yosurai being those. Yeah, two friends. that could be great. You could do that for Takeover. Yeah, in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great idea. Um, yeah, so uh, this one very surprising. Was not expecting the title change here, but I was glad with what they did here. I love this really match. great finish. Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair for the last in the last woman standing match for the SmackDown Women's Title. This audience, this was their main event. This match took place at nine twenty. Oh, and dude, I was like, don't when, even get me start on the time. When this is this was... show about to end? Because like we scheduled this live show, our live show for eleven o'clock, thinking that you know it might hit go up go up to it, but nine twenty was the semi main. You know, it was in the back of my mind the whole time. I thought when this match ends, I'd be thinking in my head, we could be done by 1030. And I was just, I would, I didn't even allow myself to think about it because I was just going to hear Stephanie's theme and then she'd come out for the big, I'm here. I'm here, everybody. Women are the result of my work. Or Elias comes out and you get like a big, oh God, minute. but no oh. Stephanie on it. Like Stephanie was showing, we saw her. But I thought we were going to get a big, like there were no announcements. There was nothing in that regard from Stephanie, which I liked. I I didn't need Adam and Eve coming out to proclaim their greatness (laughs) at the start of the show. They were present, but they weren't overbearing. So (sighs) the match begins. This audience, they were 100% behind Becky and 100% against Charlotte. Not split at all. No. And I didn't mind because it made this match feels so the the introductions they're going nuts mm-hmm. like you could tell this was the match they were here for they're singing becky's song oh it like, was great chanting her name even after uh the song stops so this was they reserved all the weapons for this match they brought out a kendo stick early the crowd is chanting ecw as the women fill the ring with chairs uh becky then is attacking her with chair shots as the crowd chanted you deserve it at charlotte uh becky is taking over she sets up Charlotte onto a table inside the ring, but then gets stopped by Charlotte. The fans booed this. They just wanted to see Charlotte go through a table. So Becky is then placed on the table. So Charlotte goes for a top rope moonsault. The table turns over. Even the table turns on Charlotte, just like all the fans. No, oh, I am the table. <laughs> Charlotte just goes right back to it. Somersault off the top. Puts Becky through the table. So I it, thought they recovered really well. I I'm mean, glad she didn't do the moonsault. Exactly. She changed it up. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like the usual, like, oh, my spot didn't work. I'm just mm-hmm. going to do it again kind of move. Charlotte then brought a ladder into the ring. They're fighting everywhere. Did you notice this? At one point, the ladder stood up. 
I did, yeah, on the, its own. The ladder stood up on its own, yeah. and then Becky. I thought this was the biggest heel move. She shoved it over. It was like, it was like a perfect deck of cards, yeah. like a house of cards, and yeah. she just knocked it over. Crowded, I was like, crowded. this is amazing. Yeah, it was like the, <laughs> I've never seen a ladder balance itself. The ladder like that. was making a run in. This so, was like top three spots of the whole show. It was like the Undertaker. <laughs> yeah, it was. So. Charlotte attacks Becky's knee and wraps it around the ladder, applying the figure four and bridges into the figure eight. This looks so cool. Yeah, like I think a a, a, a move that I think in theory could be could have been really awkward. It could have looked really bad and they could have really messed it up. But I think the bridge was executed and looked good by the end. Becky's tapping, but of course that doesn't count. And then she breaks free with a chair and Becky's done. She grabs her title and she goes to leave through the crowd. And this was the only thing of the match. Because it was so dark, the the fighting in the crowd, it just looked like you needed a flashlight to see what they were doing. I mean, they did have, like, a spotlight on them. Yeah, know? it was like, just, I don't know. It, it, more so when Becky was leaving and they were trying to chase her. It was like she was going off into the woods or something. Uh, they had a big chop battle in the, in the audience and they came back and fought ringside. Becky nailed Charlotte with the belt, placed Charlotte onto the announcer's desk, and climbed the ladder, putting her through with a leg drop. Charlotte is up at nine. Becky continues to attack her, buries her with all these chairs, including the devastating office chairs. Oh, yeah. They were out full force tonight, Way. Office Depot. And then the ultimate Charlotte meme. I mean, if she is ever like presented as the unbeatable woman that no one can beat, this is going to be the <laughs> meme. She emerges. Cole yells, Charlotte has risen. Like this was like uh, the swamp thing coming yeah. up from underneath the ground. She under like like the girl from the ring. Yeah, yeah. This was uh yeah, this was the ring or Ringu for those that saw the Japanese yeah. version. She emerges from the rubble and then attacks Becky with uh, kendo shots, spears Becky, and then places Becky onto a table on the floor. Charlotte climbs up the turnbuckle, gets stopped, and Becky power bombs her off the apron through the table. And Charlotte is struggling. She can't get up. And the match ends 28 minutes and 38 seconds to retain the SmackDown women's title. I'm glad we don't do picks because my picks would have been atrocious on this show. Awesome match. One of the best WWE matches this year. I think this is going to be a match that... If, like, I think Evolution after tonight, it has to be a yearly event. And they are going to go back. Like This was a gigantic match that is going to be presented as a legendary match in WWE history. I, I agree with you. Uh, I think at the end of this show, this is the one that people are going to remember. Like when we do rewind away for this show in like 10 years, we'll probably be talking about this match as the highlight of, of the show. Yeah. Um, I think this was like an edge Christian and Hardy's kind of match for, you know, these two are much uh, further advanced in their careers than they were in 1999. Mm -hmm. But I, it, 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 I thought it was a perfect style of match for this point in the feud. Like I think so often we get hardcore matches or Hell in a Cell matches when at points where like feuds don't deserve it. But with these two, the feud is at a point now that where a, a last man standing match or a hardcore match I think is is warranted. And I feel like it's also um, like the character and I think the, the 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 interest level in somebody of a Becky Lynch is at the point now where this match. Um, felt really right to do so we don't see hardcore often enough with the women i think that's partly because um you know i don't know how many of them can can execute it well and also because they probably don't have many storylines that get to this point where you kind of deserve um like a really weapons heavy match but these two executed really well like uh, a lot of the chair spots were great some of the great uh, the table spots were done really well um the stuff 
like everything hit with this audience, and I can't really ask for more for this a solid was, match. This like was this. excellent. Like to me, slam dunk match of the night. Like to me, no question. I'm really glad that they decided to keep the belt on Becky. Um, I think more. Does so, this end the feud? I don't think so. I mean, I think also, Charlotte has to win in the Yeah, end. but I mean, you could take a break from it. Charlotte couldn't finally win at WrestleMania or something like that. But and I, you have the pay-per-view in Survivor Series that you yeah. can get by without doing that. You could do Becky versus Ronda at Survivor Series. If you're if you are going to do that, same I wouldn't idea. though, man, because like I think both of them are really hot right now. But I, I I'm glad that like because I think a Becky a Charlotte win would have ended this feud, and it means you would have ended the Becky experiment. And I think it's way too soon to end the. Becky, I I thought Becky for sure thing. Charlotte was winning this, yeah. and honestly, like they gave the finish this audience wanted. Yes, absolutely. And I think that was. A, I think people were legitimately happy. surprised Becky won, and that added to it as well. Mm-hmm. So excellent, excellent match. If it, you missed this show, I'd recommend the whole show. It, but this would be the the match above all else. But especially with the crowd, like I can see people referring to this match as a classic uh, on the level of like a, a Bailey versus Sasha from Brooklyn. Yeah, I I thought this was better than than bailey and becky uh sorry bailey and and sasha i think wow um, just in yeah. terms of i have it, to go back to watch it but like that's really high praise because that, i'm that i'm one like too that thought that their match the following month the iron woman match that yeah. they did was actually better than the brooklyn match but i think i'd put this ahead of it i haven't watched those matches recently but i i thought this was really really great um Maybe when put ahead of the Iron Man match. The the Iron Man match had that awesome where she was stomping on yes. the on the hand that she, I remember. Right. It was really good. Main event. Ronda Rousey, Nikki Bella for the Raw women's title. Uh Brie and Nikki just came out. Tons of heat. Bree's waving a Bella Lucian flag because she just listened to uh, Battleground 2016 and thought of uh, you know what? Flag. Flags. Flags. That'd be yeah. a great idea. Rousey came out, thunderous ovation. Audience was super heated again during the introductions. What do you think of the idea of putting these two last? I know you expected it. I expected it. Um, didn't, didn't hey, it, didn't, it didn't, didn't follow it. Didn't ruin the show, I thought. No, it didn't ruin it. But um, I, I completely understand why they wanted Ronda in, to be in that final image. Baby um, face one. So I, I don't fault them for doing it that way. Yeah. But... I mean, there's no question which which match was mm-hmm. more strong, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't have seen them ending the show with Becky winning. Right. So I, I see why they did it. Match begins, and Ronda is just tossing Nikki around. They change the tide on the floor because Bree distracts Ronda, and they nailed Ronda into the post. She just sprinted into this thing, and Nikki takes over for the longest time. She applied a head scissors while doing push-ups. I never saw Mark Harmonic do that. Ronda is placed on top. And she went to kick Brie off the apron, but she didn't connect with Brie, but Brie sold it anyway and fell off the apron. <laughs> Rousey then dove off the top for what I believe is her first crossbody off the top. Missed. And then Nikki hit a baseball slide and slid to the floor. Rousey lifted up Nikki. Brie tries to stro- stop her, so she lifts up both onto her shoulders and dumped them with the standing reverse Kataguruma, the still nameless move, even today. It didn't even get like the... Uh, a special name for today. Eventually, I, I hope that they name it. Maybe the mom will name it. Uh, but, you know, there are a lot of really ambitious, like, double team spots on this between, like, the uh, or the double sharpshooter, the, the, the figure four around the, the ladder, and then even this uh, double katagaruma. Reverse katagaruma. Reverse katagaruma. A lot of it could have gone wrong, and it all went pretty well. Rousey is trash-talking as she's 
hitting her with strikes and throwing Nikki around like to the point that like you're you're willing on Nikki here for a big comeback. Yeah, I mean, I certainly think she's better. Like last, what was the last match that we were were like really complaining about? I think the about. second Alexa Bliss match, or maybe the fir- the SummerSlam Alexa Bliss match. Which was, was it? The, that one? Yeah, I okay. think so. But anyway, like she was talking way too much. Well, and it she's was, also calling her spots loudly. I know, and it wasn't good talking. There was one moment here where like you can hear like, in the corner, hey, and you can hear her ready? like. That's also because I think the the audio like boosts up the the ring mic as well, so that you can hear uh, instances. But she's definitely gotten better, but maybe just it's not perfect yet. Bree gets tossed over the announcer's desk when she tried to attack Rousey. Back to Nikki, and she gets caught with an Alabama slam. Rousey is thrown shoulder first into the post, and Nikki hits the rack attack 2.0 for a huge near fall. Nikki is throwing a tantrum. Rousey flips her off of the turnbuckle into the center. She like. Um, she almost like got her her legs underneath her arms and then just flipped her over. It looked like she might have even been going for like a flying armbar. I thought like that, that that was what she was trying. Yeah. She flipped her off and then applied the yeah. armbreaker. I think you're right. I think she was. Trying I'm to not do... sure if she was because like she did all the posing and all the theatrics afterwards, like in front of the hard cam. So I'm assuming that this was what she was meant to. Meant so she to applies do. the armbreaker. Nikki taps. 14 minutes, eight seconds. Uh, I'll go first. I I was. I did not like this match. I thought that it was very sloppy at times. I thought it was the worst match on the show. The audience didn't treat it as such. Um, I, I just felt that it was, it went kind of long. Um, yeah. I thought it was excellent. I had, excellent. I had a lot of fun watching it. And I'm not watching, I know I'm not watching a Nikki Bella Ronda Rousey match for technical prowess. I'm watching for energy. I'm watching for excitement in the, in the crowd. And this cra- this audience was like completely into this. The match. audience was into it. I, I thought Nikki played a great heel. I thought Ronda's judo looked awesome. See, I thought Ronda played a great heel. Well, I mean, she came across as a bit of a bully at times too. But like, I thought like it was a relatively simple match. You get the double team on Ronda, and then you build sympathy on Ronda before uh, she comes back with her big fire up. I mean, I remember like just seeing last month when like we all felt Ronda's selling was like maybe too much, and it was kind of off. Well, I mean, I feel like she's already fixed that. Like, she here, she went 15 minutes with Nikki Bella, and I thought it was a good 15 minutes. That's me. If you if you d- didn't like it, I if you felt it was the worst match on the show, I can't even disagree because, like, I thought the rest of the show was very strong, too. Um, but I personally really enjoyed this. Well, that was the main event. Um, yeah, I just, uh, the audience, did, did, they were into it. Um, I just think if you do have to pick a worst match, this this was my worst match, and I just I just thought a lot of it there was just some, some timing issues, and it was just I didn't get all that into it, and I think part of that was following the the last match that that they had as well. Okay. Um, but that said, thumbs up show. This was one of the better WWE shows this year. Um, what was your best and worst match way? My favorite match was Becky and Charlotte. I thought that was uh, better than Kyrie Sane versus Shayna Baszler. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was definitely between those two. I thought that both of them were really excellent matches. My worst match, um, I'm going to say Trish and Lita versus um, Alicia and Mickey. What do you think they do now with this? Like evolution at the bare minimum has to be a yearly event. Um, I think so. Do you think that I they're, they're going to go back to Crown Jewel like multiple times a year? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe there's going to be multiple a year. Yeah. Um, I guess it's very interesting how you what you follow this up with. Um, 
because this was like, I think you could do more than yearly. Like, well, that's you, what I'm asking. Yeah. It's like, is maybe they look further to this? I mean, they talked about on the conference call this week, the idea that they've thrown around the idea of an all women show. Seeing this, I feel like that's, I mean, what's the roster that you use though? Cause a big deal of the, a big portion of this was what the women's roster from your typical show. So yeah. who do you fill that women's roster with? Yeah, that's that's the thing. It's like, are no. you going to dilute your Raw and SmackDown talent? Are they going to do double duty and have another show? And on top of it, do you... Is part of the, the what people loved about this show so much is that you don't get to see this kind of a show mm. every week. Yeah. And it felt very special going into it. Um, is there a reason to do one of these a year? Is there a reason? Yeah, meaning, you know... Um, is there a reason why we have to seclude, you know, uh, a specific gender to one show? I know where I know Saudi Arabia is, is a whole different issue, but like from from their perspective, like, I, I does this work? As are are you a, asking that by doing this every year, it's actually a negative for moving their women's wrestling forward? That it's it's left to once a year we do an all women's show. I mean, not instead so much. of having more prominent spots year round. Yeah, that, that's kind of what I mean. Like, rather than, you know, maybe giving the women prominent spots in all the shows, do we need one specific time of year to actually celebrate them when maybe every show should be uh, a main event, you know? Uh, I, I'm much more with you. I think the idea that um, a Charlotte Becky can't close a show, this, this, it's not even worth comparing. This was like five million times better than Hunter and, and Undertaker going the same amount of time. Like, it's not even a question of who had the better match yeah. this month, uh, given the same amount of time. That I think women women's matches closing a pay-per-view shouldn't even be, like, some uh, incredible feat that we acknowledge. Like, that should just be, if it's a hot feud, it closes the show. Yeah. Like, this, this show carried itself without any problems. And it should not be any kind of big deal now for women to close a pay-per-view to be pushed as the A storyline on Raw or SmackDown. If they've got the hot feud, that should be the... the And they've done that on SmackDown a lot with Charlotte and Becky. If mm -hmm. you have the right combination, you don't do it just for brownie points with everybody. You do it because it's the hottest program and the women are legitimately competing with the men for those top spots. Yeah. And this show proved that if you give them that outlet, they can deliver and they can, they can have a match of the year contender if you have the right people out there. Yeah, yeah, certainly. So I maybe mean, that's... It should be more of a... like indoctrinated into the week-to-week -week pr presentation of women rather than just one pay-per-view a year and we do, you know, our one our first-time-ever match once a year, too, with a, whatever gimmick it is. Yeah, I mean, certainly, I, I would say, like, over the past month, we've seen them incorporate a lot more women's storylines, a lot more airtime for a lot of the women throughout the, the body of the program. And I'm hoping it's not just a trend, you know, in the lead-up to this Evolution show, and that it continues for all their shows moving forward. But, like, it's almost, honestly, at the point now where you don't even really think about it. And you're, we're just, we're all just here to watch good wrestling, whether it be for men or from women. Uh, and this was a show that provided good wrestling. That's yeah. it. So I want everyone to feel like this was um, this was Friday night going out for ice cream. And Friday is going to feel like um, the first day back at school after a great summer. And everyone's miserable. And it's going to be, um, what's the opposite of ice cream? Um, you're going out for broccoli. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to compare it to. Um. This is the feel-good show of the week, and Friday is going to be the feel-bad show of the week.
Because I think this almost makes Friday feel even worse. Because they are going to be, everyone is going to be looking at this show as like, okay, this was like a gr- this this was a great show for this company, and yeah, I I mean I don't I don't I'm even hesitant to like talk about this as any type of big statement. To me, this was a just a, it was a good wrestling show. I you know way the way they positioned this though, to, like know, that's exactly how they marketed yeah, this. Which like, is I'm saying that's all kind of bullshit. This yeah. was just a good wrestling show, and that's all you really have to say about it. Yeah. Friday is a different issue. Friday is like even if they have a great wrestling show on Friday, there no are, one's watching for the wrestling. There are bigger story. There's a bigger story involved with that show. Than it's just, just I'm just saying, it's matches. disingenuous the way they push something like this, knowing that this is the same company doing that. Yeah, I'm I'm almost ignoring all that other stuff. Uh, let's go to the feedback. All right, shall there's, we? Uh, there's probably a bit of it here, so let us start off with the poll way. On a scale of one to twenty. One to twenty. I'm gonna guess this was a pretty positive reaction. To I it. bet it's a pass. I'm guessing it's a pass. Do you think it's more than fifteen? Yes. Do you think it's more than eighteen? Yes. Wow. Do you think it's more than nineteen? No. Our forum is not that. I'm I'm with you. I'm gonna say eighteen and a half. Eighteen and a half. Seventeen point oh, zero seven. You guys are brutal. Yeah. Must be the Nikki Bella. Bitch. I want I want a thumbs down response oh from someone. Oh my god. Here. Let's start off with Carl from the UK. This probably sounds a bit of a stupid thing to say because wrestling is wrestling at the end of the day. But as a person who has only watched WWE throughout my lifetime, they've conditioned me in a way to only watching one women's match, maybe two at the most for a pay-per-view show. So I was worried I might become overwhelmed come the fifth match. (laughs) All these women. But for a three-hour show that perhaps lacked a few big match attractions going in, I was thoroughly entertained throughout. Thumbs up. Yeah, I mean, I've never understood that. Like, like for things like the like the Bayon Classic, I was more engaged in that than I have for, been for like the majority of certainly your Raws and Smackdowns, even a lot of your NXTs. So, anyway, I uh, maybe this will change your mind. Jake from the Windy City, I wasn't even a fan of building of building up leading to up to the show, and to be honest, I wasn't looking forward to it. Tonight, these ladies really proved me wrong. It was a great show. Lots of better than expected matches. Becky and Charlotte was a five-star caliber match with so much emotion. There's a question for you. Do you, do you think it gets five stars from Dave? I mean, I, I hate to like ask for your opinion about another man's opinion. Yeah, I, I think that's really hard to, uh, okay, to predict. All right. With so much emotion and drama that I have never seen in a long time, Nikki and Rousey was what it was from a match quality standpoint. This was low on the list for the night. At the same time, the match worked for what it was, and that's what counts. And Ronda is the big draw for the company, so I have no problem. Overall, Evolution exceeded my expectations, although I was a little bummed that there wasn't a female cover of Motorhead's Evolution theme song. Did you notice the theme song was Salute? I did notice, yeah. They played that it. wasn't the song they played at the beginning, was it? No. It was it was a song called Evolution. Oh, I didn't even notice the song. Being, yeah. I just had that Salute song all night long. Connor from St. Paul. Fun match to start off, even with Alexa being unable to get involved physically. She did get physically involved at one point when she yanked off Lita. Yeah. Yeah. Mickey and Trish got a great reaction, and Lita's moonsault was actually pretty good. Much safer than the last one I recall her doing at the Rumble onto Sasha and Becky. Good Rumble with a lot of fun spots, and Ember was made to look great. Not super excited about going back to the Ronda Naya angle, but there is potential for a good story. I enjoyed the three versus three, but just had one small note I found interesting. When Cole mentioned Sasha had four title reigns, I got curious and looked it up. In her four reigns, she was champion for 82 days, or an average of 20.5 days per reign. For some contrast, Bailey's one reign was 76 days. That was a crazy feud between her and Charlotte, where they just yeah. hot potato that. Uh, she goes on to say that by far Becky and Charlotte's best match, 
Only small thing that annoyed me was Becky's coward act after Charlotte got up from under the chairs. Main event was solid. Looks like the work Ronda and Nikki did worked out and the match was really good. Overall, every match delivered or over-delivered for what seemed to be the general expectation going in. I did feel a little weird seeing the Crown Jewel advertising on this pay-per-view, though. Becky's coward act, I, I mean, I, I'm with you, Connor. I, I feel like it's kind of uh, unnecessary, you know, and it's not working. Like, people are going to cheer her regardless of how you... You, you position her as as a coward or whatnot. Um, yeah, I, I've, I've just come to ac- accept it, I guess. It's the character that pushed him. Yeah. Bill and Alex from Orlando. Bill reporting solo as Alex was representing all the postal workers at Evolution. Oh. Alex indicated that the... Oh, wait. Does that mean Alex was at the show? Yeah, he means... Po- oh, I guess like he's he considers the fans postal workers. He, Alex must be the one with the sign. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Post office. Yes. Thank you, Alex. Thank you so much. Post office in the house. Yes. Alex indicated that the le- that Lita got the biggest pop out of the four in the tag match. Nikki had a lot of support during her promo. Battle Royal biggest pop was for Nia coming to the ring. The crowd was disappointed when Naomi got eliminated, but happy when Nia finished it off. Will Kyrie be on the main roster tomorrow or Tuesday since she lost? What do you think, John? Oh man. I don't think I so. don't think she's going to the main roster. No, I don't think so. Becky versus Charlotte match of the night. Great spots all throughout. It seemed like Nikki had a couple of close calls landing badly on her neck. I still don't like how Ronda talks in the ring. That seems more like a heel tactic to me. Very good show. Eight postal workers out of ten. All right. We go to Zach. Overall, I thought this was a pretty solid show. Production-wise, the show clearly had less money put into it than most main roster WWE shows. Minimal staging. Clothed metal barricades, no LEDs over the ring apron, etc. This was especially noticeable with the crowd lighting, although I'm probably in the minority who doesn't like the crowd lit up as I I usually find it distracting from the action in the ring. The three matches I was interested in, Mae Young Classic Final, NXT Championship, and SmackDown Women's Championship delivered big time for me. The other matches were all fine for what they were. They didn't exceed my expectations, but weren't offensively bad either. Some other thoughts, Lita's Moonsault had good rotation and looked great. Nyan Rousey again does absolutely nothing for me, and knowing Bliss will probably somehow get involved is a major turnoff. Storm and Shirai gave me what I like about wrestling these days but I would have liked it to have gone a few minutes longer. Sane and Baszler was my match of the night and perhaps the best of their series so far. These two have amazing chemistry, did a good job of formally introducing the rest of the MMA horsewomen to the WWE universe. As a last woman standing match, it really couldn't be anything other than a plunder match, but Becky and Charlotte brought it and the big spots were impressive and should be memorable for a while. And I want to see what kind of match Ronda can have with Asuka or Charlotte or any of the great Worker, working women with weeks of meticulous planning. At the rate we're going with Ronda, it feels like we'll see feuds with Dana, Carmella, Lana, Maria, Maurice, and Mandy before we'll see Ronda with an actual talented in-ring female. Yeah. I don't really mind all that, though. Because, like, let's let's look at her MMA career. I don't want to say that uh, a lot of the people she fought weren't talented, but they were all... A lot of them were just, like, complete, like, uh, squash matches. And I think that's totally fine in this first year that you're building up Ronda Rousey. Just serve her up with like a bunch of people that she can armbar really quickly. I mean, you don't want to eat through everybody, but there are some of those out there, like a Lana or like a, even like a, a Mandy. You know, you could just like have have uh, quick squash match with, and I think satisfy certain people. And anyway. I think it would help to if you are going to have her more on television. I would rather the TV match be short matches with. People lower on the card. like And know, the attraction is just to see Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Yeah. Do something like that. Because I don't want her doing all 12, 13 minute matches. I mean, th- that's yeah. the 
when she should be on the road doing the longer matches. Right. Um, and you can do longer matches at pay-per-views, but I think you should keep that that in people's head that she can win a match in 60 seconds if she needs to. Seeing how everything went with them today, how long do you think we are from uh, Ronda Rousey and uh, four horsewomen uh, like Shayna, Marina, and Jessamine interaction? I'd say pretty far. The characters are completely different. They're all different, yeah. and it looks like the Ronda's team are all going to be tied up in NXT for the foreseeable future. Right. So I, I don't see that happening anytime soon. I know, I'm perfectly fine with that. They're there was fine. also like zero tease in the direction of Ronda beyond anyone than Nia. Like yeah. not even. I thought maybe we'd have Ronda and Charlotte uh, coming out of the show. Like maybe that closing scene, which we didn't even mention. Ronda after celebrating, right. the whole locker room emptied out. For what looked like a big photo op. Uh, it was right. just all the women. And they wouldn't have been able to do that with Becky. Well, I was just saying that, yeah, it probably didn't fit as well with Becky. But what I could have seen was doing something like that at the end where you have Rhonda and Charlotte holding up their titles with everybody out there. And it's just subtle. Like, these are the two women's champions. And it's just that seed that's planted. Right. That here are the best of the two brands. And it's the match everyone wants to see. And it's just the first little tease in that direction. That's what I thought would be something they could have done. We go to Alex in Norway, who says the constant patting themselves on the back and some production flubs put a little damper on it. But the show was great. Especially love the Battle Royal and, of course, the one true champion, Becky Lynch. I feel like they reluctantly made one of the best pay-per-views in years. Thank you, Stephanie. A thought in relation to their spot on the card, I don't think I dislike any of the women performers. While there are several female or sorry, several male performers I really don't like. I'm not sure why. All right, we go to Steve from British Columbia. Great show tonight. Becky and Charlotte may have been the best main roster women's match we've seen. Ronda and Nikki was pretty good, but I still think Ronda sells too much in her matches. But I understand you can't have three-minute squashes in high-profile matches as they will get old real quick. Question, do you foresee the usual brand versus brand format for Survivor Series this year? It seems they could be taking a big risk of derailing the positive reactions Ronda's been getting by putting her against a strong fan favorite in Becky Lynch. As it's been shown, Becky is pretty bulletproof when it comes trying to get her booed. I really hope not. I don't think the bragging rights uh, thing ever works. I hate when they put champions against other champions and have, you know, yeah. have to have one of them lose by like stupid means. Um, and it's a match where like we always have to suspend that month's tele television because they can't build up the matches with the other people on the other show. So I hope they learn from their mistakes and just ignore it and just give us another regular A to B quality show. Yeah, and they have two weeks to build that after Crown Jewel. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a really last-minute thrown-together event like survivor series is way down the priority list right. of all these big shows i could see a bunch of rematches from this show from crown jewel yep yep yeah. um and then finally ari from montreal reading the previous comments i have similar views on this event i give it a solid 17.5 out of 20 question with michael cole pretty much introducing the four horsewomen of mma do you see them battle the wwe four horsewomen maybe mania or is that too soon i think it's too soon that feels too soon Especially when you have the the WWE version, like you have them, like Charlotte and Becky should not be teaming anytime soon. They were, I remember when like there were rumors about that happening on this show. Right. Like the four horse, but like, I think Marina and Jessamine are still probably a good year off. I think you give another year for Shayna to develop. It was a develop. year ago at the Mae Young Classic. They did that tease, remember? Right. Where they yes. confronted each other. Yes. Which was awful. Yeah. It was, it was not, it was really not that poorly great. done. Um, but I think we're a, a good year away from all that. Like, you look at it, like, none of these women are, you know, you never know with Rhonda what her future is going to be, but presumably 
all these women are going to be around for the long haul. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to rush to that either. Yeah. Jessamyn Duke and Marina Shafir are so new at this. They mm-hmm. should not be on the main roster yeah. anytime soon. So they're in good positions at the moment. Uh, so that that is all the feedback. Um, yeah, not surprising way, a very positively well-received show from do you everybody. Think, do you think like uh, a show like this is going to uh, increase aware, uh, interest in independent um, and like international women's wrestling? You know, to some, maybe. I don't think in large amounts. I feel it's a lot of... The WWE, they've done done a very effective job of... If you are a fan that is looking for different types of wrestling, they are trying to introduce all these different shows that you can at least get a taste of different wrestlers, different concepts, but it is still the WWE you know. Yeah, you don't need stardom. We're going to make our own stardom. We're going to bring Shirai and Kairi Sane here for you. We're bringing Tony Storm here. I mean, a lot of the, you know, stardom women made up that Mae Young Classic, just Mm -hmm. taken from from that company. And I think more and more, that's that's where you're going to see people uh, directing it to. So, you know, I always hear about like the trickle down effect that a show like this may have, and and maybe it will. Um, But I, I think largely it's going to just be you know, the WWE continuing to push a lot of these women, though, like all the women that they have under contract now, it's just not having enough room. Like we yeah. see it on on SmackDown, on Raw, that you have all these women and not necessarily roles for all of them. And I think that's that's the bigger issue is you can groom all these women and they can get over at a certain level, but we've seen many of them get to the main roster and you get Asuka. And there, mm-hmm. there's a lot of those cases where they, they are not... I think realizing their potential and a night like tonight put a spotlight on a lot of these women like who have not got reactions like this ever on the main roster. And they were treated like stars tonight that uh, a lot can be done with them. So uh, that is our show. Are there any closing thoughts way? Not a whole lot. We'll be back tomorrow. We have got a lot coming up this week. Way and I will be back on Monday with rewind to raw. We are going to chat uh, the fallout from Evolution, any other uh, news and notes coming out of the weekend, and then going into Monday show from Charlotte that they're going to be running, the final Raw before uh, Crown Jewel. Uh, I was told on, I believe it was Friday, that it was likely that on Raw they will announce a replacement for John Cena for Mm -hmm. Crown Jewel. So I imagine that is something we will be discussing on Monday. And then Tuesday, we've got Rewind to SmackDown plus the Double Shot, which we will be chatting about the Hardys Halloween special. Hearing some good feedback to that. Yes, that was airing immediately after the um, immediately after the Evolution show. And I'm just looking here that uh, Fabian Eichner won the Evolve Championship at Evolve 114. So they put titles on the Street Profits and Fabian Eichner. I guess that's your answer for what to do with all these all this talent they have. Loan them out to Gabe yeah. Sapolsky or send them to Progress. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are running with so much talent at the Performance Center that you you can't even get these people on the TV. Like the Street Profits are barely on TV. Fabian Eichner is never on television. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it makes sense. And get a spotlight on an Evolve, and then maybe you bring Evolve onto your network. I mean, that could be the game plan for for you know, this talent sharing. Uh, Then all of our regular shows this week, including our Friday show after Crown Jewel, we will be going live roughly around 5 p.m. Eastern whenever the show ends. And we are going to be doing this show, if you're not familiar, for every minute 
Way and I will be donating $5 for the Committee to Protect Journalists. Uh, that will be Friday's show. We're going to be joined by several guests, including uh, Todd Martin from Pro Wrestling Torch, David Bixenspan from Deadspin, Nate Milton will be joining us, uh, author Lavi Margolin is going to be on the show as well, and maybe some others too. So we're looking forward to that show on Friday. Uh, I'm not looking forward to that event, but I think we are providing for a very good cause on Friday. I'm looking forward to talking about it. Yes. You know, I want to see what they do in, in, in light of all this criticism. And I'm looking forward to having the discussion afterwards, especially for people who aren't too familiar with the issue. I'm familiar to an extent, but there's still a lot that I don't know that I hope, you know, in, in the several, in the hour or however many hours that we do the show, uh, we can enlighten everybody on, on the topic. Yes. And if you want any more information, you can go to cpj.org to find out more information about the committee to protect journalists. So, uh, that's all for us uh, chatting about evolution. Thank you to all of you that uh, tuned in for the live stream. If you are hearing this or listening to this, I should say, watching this, uh, we're going to stick around and chat with some of you uh, in the chat room after this. Yep. Uh, for the rest of you, uh, go check out postwrestling.com, postwrestlingcafe.com, and we'll speak with you Monday night following Raw.